Are you ready, lambs? I can't hear you. Welcome to Common Scaries, <laughs> the silence of the lambs. Oh, they're silent. I get it now. They're, they're silent. <laughs> yeah. Sweet little lambies. So where are the lambs? Um, so we'll have to we'll have to find out. I'm Carl. I'm Bria, and I'm here with my mom, our guest today, Debbie Fournier. Hello, everybody. She's a writer and author and a designer. Yeah. And lover of Silence of the Lambs. Yes, she loves this movie. So we had to have her on for it. I also love this movie and always have because of my mom. Like, I feel like I watched this probably when I was way too young. But that's okay. <laughs> I didn't understand a lot of it till I got older. But um, yeah, it's a good movie. I just finished the book recently. It was incredible. Highly recommend. I'll probably interject with some differences just for people's knowledge as the movie goes on. But it's really good. If you like this movie, you'll really like the book. So please side, do. Oh, a side note. I was going to say that. I read um, Red Dragon when I was pregnant with you, so maybe that's Ooh, maybe that's whoa. part that's of your attraction to that made Maria who she is today. It Probably, did. yeah, yeah. <laughs> better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like really messed up movies, so and this movie's pretty messed up at a lot of parts. Yes, but also very beautiful. Yes, agreed. And many other parts. Okay, so um, let's just get rolling then. All right, we so can this, talk more. I don't think this is really streaming anywhere, but... It is on a secret website. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, didn't you say it's also on, on, on YouTube? It's on YouTube for free. I'm not... That's where I watched it, like, last time I watched it, which was probably, like, a month ago. Okay, so you can watch it on YouTube for free with ads, but, you know, when an ad comes up, if you just pause this also, and then play when the ad's done, that's fine. But the other thing about the YouTube one is that it, like, bleep, it's, like, all the really bad swear words are quiet. I also have a feeling that they, like, took parts out. Oh, okay. Like, there's a few key moments that are very visually striking that they just completely took out of the movie. So it's, like, a, a clean, it's, like, a TV edit. Okay. Of the movie. So, 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 but if you, it just depends on whether you want to be like moral about it or if you're willing to do illegal things for this movie. Right. Also, in the moral version, if they cut things out, that might put the movie out of sync a little bit. But probably not. Yeah, that's not. the other thing I was thinking. So that's why I'm not not watching it illegally, but that's okay. Right. But you know, um, you do you. We're not here to tell you. Yeah, tell you we're what not. To do. We're not a. We don't have morals on this podcast. No matter how you watch it, this is a great movie to um, enjoy with your friends. Have them, have them for dinner, and watch yep. Silence <laughs> of the Lambs. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Thank Some you. Wait, I can't see you. <laughs> that was wrong. Okay, it should be one fifty-eight thirty-one. Yeah, but I'm at zero. Okay. Uh, I am as okay. well. So when you hit play, the first thing that comes up would be you'll be emerging from the pupil of a lion. <laughs> yes. Which I believe okay, is ready? a parable of some kind. But okay, yeah. we're going to start in three, two, 
one play oh what is it starting yeah i'm coming the out lion. of the eye right now yeah me too metro goldwyn mayor the line is roaring oh you're just ahead of me though because it gave me like a thing it was that asked me if i for sure wanted to play it since i don't know okay it's fine if it's like a second whatever okay whatever we're all good we're seeing the orion logo right now great film company that is no longer they made robocop silence of the lambs and a lot of really bad little movies like what like a lot of stuff that no one's heard of that <laughs> i've not seen but there's some... i love the music yeah it is good the howard shore really... jonathan demi wait, made... wait i had a fact about that you were gonna hijack my facts. Sorry, I didn't want to hijack your facts. Go ahead. <laughs> it's Jonathan Demi also made "Stop Making Sense" by the, the concert film by the Talking Heads, best concert film of all time. Okay. And that's the same thing as the Spike Lee thing. Yes. The same. Well, band. no, the same. No, right? David Byrne was his solo Broadway show, "American Utopia." Spike Lee directed oh. the version. Yeah, of that. yeah, yeah. He was a professor at NYU Tisch. David Byrne is a professor? No, Spike Lee is. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah. You knew that in your department. I, I, I thought you were talking about David Byrne. No, I wish. He came and talked to our class this past semester, though. Anyways, Jodie Foster is Amazing. doing like an oh, obstacle course. Yeah, Jodie Foster's running through the woods. That in was not woods, my. That yeah. was not going to be my fact, though. I was not going to hijack your fact. I said that Johnny, Jonathan Demi said that he did not want a lot of source music, like music playing like from like the characters playing music it was a lot of like score self non-diegetic yeah. mm-hmm. so and howard shore one of the best to ever do it also i have a challenge for bria and debbie what's the challenge in this film there is exactly one stunt done by a stunt man do you know what it is, or can you spot it in the film? I bet I can spot Chris it, but... <gasps> Chris Isaac, Isaac that's, that's my favorite. That's why I watch it. That's my mom's, like, favorite musician. He's in this movie for, like, two seconds. Really? A lot of people are in this movie for, like, two seconds. Yeah, he has a cameo. Um, I think it's when... Stunt. Um... Can you give a hint? I think I know when it is. I'm trying to think. When he, like, falls into the elevator? No. No. Not that. Oh. We'll see. Just kind of, you know, keep that in the back burner. See if you, okay. uh, anything happens in the movie that... Oh, that guy right there, that FBI guy, that's a real FBI guy who helped them. Really? That guy? Movie. That's cool. Yeah. See, that's like, about as long as Chris Isaac is that, in this movie, no. too. And that sign, the, uh, the, the, like, the pain, love it sign, that was just there. The FBI just have that in their training um the station here so that was not set dressing for the movie and then they shot That's all this cool. stuff at the real fbi place jonathan cool. demi on the audio commentary talks a lot about his conflicting feelings about the fbi in this film and about how the fbi has done a lot of a lot of things wrong in the past but that he has to commend the work by a lot of agents helping to find catch these people and that they're apparently very helpful in making the movie. Racha, do not walk on the computer. 
special guest Racha on the pod. What do you have to yeah. say? She didn't have much to say. That's okay. Yeah. And then... Um, Based on the novel, the book is so good. Oh, yeah. What is... Um, what was your first um exposure to silence of the lambs i don't like like when i was probably way too young to watch this movie my mom probably, probably. showed it to me and your dad my parents people, yeah i remember watching really, it when i was really little <laughs> we like psychological thrillers yeah i don't like bloody and gore and unending execution but this was just i don't know it just really gets into your head did you see? And then we just watched. We just finished the series too, Hannibal? on Netflix. Yeah, it was great. I have I have not seen any of the sequels or the series or anything, but yeah. I'm kind of interested too. There's a new one coming out, Clarice. Yes, it comes out on my birthday. Fun fact. You're gonna watch it? Yes, it comes out on my birthday. It's a sign, and I love what's, Silence what's of the Lambs. What's it gonna? Uh, where? I think it's on like CBS. No. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, just like a normal channel. Ah, I haven't heard of it. No, but yeah, check out the series. I think you would like it. I will. I've heard that it's good. I I heard that they were a long time trying to do like the Silence of the Lamb story in the series, but I don't really what know. What do you mean? Yeah. I don't know. Apparently, yeah. I there's a lot of it, and there's um, there's definitely Red Dragon, um, parts to it as well. Have you seen Red Dragon, Carl? No, this this is the only Hannibal Lecter thing I've ever seen or read or experienced. But I don't know, I'm kind of interested. I feel like I got to see those other ones now. Yeah, it's also it's just part of it so academic and you know, just the intelligence of it is attractive. No, I think Hannibal Lecter's hot. <laughs> That's the weird thing about doing this with my mom is I'm totally into him. <laughs> I like this guy. I really always like this guy. Yeah. Jack Crawford. Guy, His character is yeah. way more involved in the book, by the way. He's very involved really? in the series, too. Way more. Really? He's Yeah, he's in everything. He's a big character in the book. Like, a lot of it is from his perspective. So, Lawrence Fisher plays him in the series. And he... I think he he's based on John Douglas, who's like a real FBI like forensic guy, and who is also basically the Jonathan Groff character in Mindhunter. And wait, that's he cool. He was uh, a big. I think he was like a consultant or something on the movie. He's also on the commentary track talking wait. about it. I love the way this is shot. How it's dead yeah, on on both of totally. their faces. Yes, I was actually. I have a lot of notes about that. What were you gonna say about it? That um, that I think that's like a Jonathan Demi thing that he likes to do, having the shot reverse shots be almost in POV like this, and it's kind of like like Barry Jenkins kind of does that too, like in Moonlight. And I think like that's I good love for it. this so movie cool. because it kind of puts everybody on like an equal plane, like as a human, also, which is yes. especially interesting when when there's like like the monster character is Hannibal Lecter is like this monster but he's so but humanized in yeah this. but it's treated very very humanly so that's just another um, I also think it, it makes it more real mm -hmm. like it feels like you're her and so it makes the next part scarier 
yeah yeah but that's also it's a lot more difficult to film that way because a these kinds you of shots they have like such like a shallow depth of field so every little movement they move, do with their heads has to be so rehearsed so that the focus can be right really and, yeah and so then also like as an actor you're not really you're not playing to the other actor you're just playing to the camera and pretending that the camera is the other actor yeah that's true also wouldn't you have to like film them separately yeah i hate this guy oh he's so he's well even cast. worse in the book he's so well cast he, he's he's also in the series a lot that and character? it's lawrence fishburne i think i said fisher was is uh jack crawford i think i said it in the series He's so creepy. He's the worst. He's even... You hate him Ugh. even more in the book. Oof. I kind of always forget, like, who this guy even is. Dr. Chilton? He's just, like, the worst. Like, he is just creepy and mean, and Hannibal hates him, and he hates Hannibal. <laughs> yeah. And now he's mad at her because she rejected him. Yeah. So he's just mm. making her life miserable. <laughs> right. I love being a woman in the workplace. My mom and I just watched... Um, RGB. What's that movie called? On the Basis on the ba of Sex. Yeah, On the Plane yesterday. On the Plane. Wait, which, it was really which good. Which movie? On the Basis of Sex. Oh, okay. I never saw that, but I heard it's it It's really good. Right it's really good. Did you know the uh, the RBG documentary has the record? This is a Sundance movie. It has the record for the lowest box office gross for a single day for a film with released in like 2000 theaters or something. Because really? they because they re-released it in a bunch of theaters on um like right after she died I think or something, but it was like mm. right in the middle of the pandemic, so like no yeah. one was seeing theater, so like yeah, it made no so money. Sad. Yeah, I heard it's really good though. The documentary. I want to watch that next. Yeah, that's what I've heard. This is so scary. Yeah, the um. The, and now he's just trying to freak her out. Yeah. The cinematographer Tak Fujimoto. Apparently, he really likes putting in red lights in moments of imminent danger. They commented that very well shot movie overall yeah i think what kind of sets this apart from other kind of serial killer movies like the david fincher oh. movies like seven and stuff is just that i oh, think jonathan so demi cool. is much more interested in like their humanity and how they're real people like demi said that he wanted hamble Lecter to radiate humanity and think david fincher is more interested in the people finding the serial killers and the serial killers themselves which is kind of a more traditional approach i think yeah but that's why i like this movie or this story so much is because it's the characters are just all so good and they're all so interesting it's more about the characters than the like the situation i feel like yeah, exactly. And it's not like it's not like sympathetic to Hannibal Lecter. No. But you definitely It's just see very more objective. His, his psychology. Mhm. Mm and also, um this is notable that we're doing this movie now because we're rapidly approaching the 30th anniversary of this film. 
which came wow, out that's February crazy. 14th, 1991. Do you remember when it came out? That's crazy. Not specifically, no. When did you first see this movie? Right when it came out, but I just don't remember Got the it. date. I thought it was early 90s, but... This is so scary. See, all these parts were cut out of the YouTube movie. Really? Oh. <laughs> this? Yeah, I know on... Yeah. This was on TV Yummy. recently. <laughs> they and always cut that part out. Yeah, in the TV, he says, I can smell your scent. Which is also very yeah. creepy in a different way. Yeah. That's creepy, but it doesn't hit the same way. Yeah. This... Hot. I think he's so hot. <laughs> he's the, sexy. Like Anthony Hopkins or like the character and <laughs> no, like his energy? No, not Anthony No, just the character and his energy. That's what it is. That I truly so do not understand. What, you would understand me thinking Anthony Hopkins is hot more? More than just the fact that he's like a creepy serial killer? No, that's so hot. I would or totally... Or just his I confidence? Feel like... Is that what you're attracted to? His confidence? No, he's so like... Closer. And he's so like... <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I just like how he psychoanalyzes her. I think it's really hot. <laughs> Debbie, what do you think about that? <laughs> Wait, which part? I was like, how he like to him? Psycho psychoanalyzes her, and he just like knows everything. Or and just he's like so what? It, full of himself. How would you I'm feel like, if like if like Bria was dating Hannibal Lecter? No, I don't think I'd like that very much. <laughs> no thanks, because he yeah definitely gets in your head and. She's, yeah. Um, also, it was um. He c I would let him eat me. <gasps> no, is that mine? It's mine. Just, what did I it pause for a second? Yes. Is it still paused? No. Okay. Are we good? I, I think so. We might be a little bit off, but it's probably fine. They're talking in the cell. Oh, and if you're not watching the movie, this is the very iconic scene where they're first talking in the um in the, in the cell, and he's yeah. in the glass, glass doored cell. Gross. Which initially it was just going to be like regular jail bars, but Ew. they didn't know. They were worried that the bars are going to be a problem filming like they would get in the way they didn't really know how to film the actors in that way yeah. so the, the production designer came up with the idea of having a glass wall there but then they were worried that that would um mess up the lines where he can like smell her perfume and stuff if it's just glass so they put but holes then, there yeah so they said it was like well they're gonna have little ventilation holes and that actually works better that he can smell it even just through the little holes that's yeah, crazy. it's so creepy. Mm -hmm. That's really crazy. And it was also is Anthony. He knows what skin cream she uses. Yeah. Yeah, and it was also is Anthony Hopkins' idea to just have him standing in the middle of the room That's when she so came creepy. in. He suggested that in like rehearsal. So that shows how much great movies is like collaboration from everybody it's not just yeah one auteur or anything well that's what i think i haven't even watched the hannibal hannibal like the one after this because jodie foster like is this character for me and i don't want to watch i love julianne moore too but i don't want to watch anyone else do it you know yeah yeah like i feel like these two are what make this movie yeah, so great yeah, absolutely There's they're no incredible the other ones don't compare it's just the same their yeah. chemistry and their energy and 
And they both won. It's exactly they? They how it is in the book too. For this. Like I feel like they represent the book characters perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they both won for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was like the the third movie ever, and the last one to this day movie to win all the big five Oscars: Best Picture, Director, Screenplay, Actor, and Actress. Wow! Wow! No movie since. Oh, seriously! And wow. only two before. No, you ate yours. I love that. That's that's a line that's not in the right, book that I love. Like but her. yeah, besides the rest of this is like pretty much word for word from the book. Like all should the we, iconic lines from this movie are in the book. Should we go to our uh, the impression corner and see who can do the best Jodie Foster and Hannibal Lecter impressions? Like Dr. Lecter. That was pretty good. Yeah, Dr. Lecter. Doctor, she kind of sounds yes, like, Dr. Le- what's Dr. her name? Lecter. Whoever voices Mrs. Incredible. They yes. have like the same Helen, voice. <laughs> Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Yeah. Yes. They absolutely. have the same voice. Yes. Yeah. That little southern accent. Yeah. With like just a little bit of like a lisp. Yeah. Does she. She also. She's like doing a different accent in this movie. Well, because she's that... supposed to be southern. Like this character is from West Virginia. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think I have a very good ear for accents. I can't really tell the di- much of a difference between her in this movie and like her voice in other movies. But apparently the first thing the first thing that they ever shot, I think, was that opening scene of her running um, through the training stuff. And that didn't have any dialogue in it. So the next stuff they thought they shot was some dialogue scenes. And she was basically just talking um, in her normal voice. And Jonathan Demi, he said that he got so like worried and scared that she wasn't doing an accent and that that wasn't what he thought the character would be. So he talked. He was like, well, aren't you going to do some kind of accent? And she was like, oh, well, I'm doing like a very subtle kind of accent because it's notable that Hannibal Lecter like picks up where she's from from such a subtle accent. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, OK, I, I get that. But let him pick out you know a little bit more specifically where you're from and let us hear a little bit more a more of the accent and then yeah. on, he said on the next take she just did it and he almost started crying because he was so relieved that it was like exactly Damn. how he imagined it yeah wow <laughs> great scene. i think some of this do you think that um this performance specifically is so iconic that it loses some of its power watching it now what do you mean i mean yeah the first just, it, t- it doesn't hit me the same way it did the very first time but i still love it so i think for some stuff it's like, fun to quote yeah i think like in some like very famous movies that are so iconic you kind of know the references and what the movie is before you even see the movie and yeah. then when you see the movie it's like oh it's just that and not really the that's nasty that you told me had. wait fun fact when i was a kid my parents told me that he like sneezed on her and that that was <laughs> snot that he threw flew flung yeah. in her hair well, and that's course. what i thought it was for years until i rewatched it as an adult and i was like no that that's some not snot yeah. <laughs> for the listeners at home migs threw semen at clarice that's yeah. what Bria's is referring to right yes you hate to see it. Yeah. And now after that happened, Hannibal like called her back and actually gave her some information <laughs> after all the chaos ensued. Right. That place is really scary. 
I- I'd hang out there. <laughs> kind of going back to um, how good Jodie Foster is in this movie. Initially, it was going to be Michelle Pfeiffer because Jonathan no. Demme wow. had worked with her in, a, uh, in another movie and he wanted her to do it, but Jodie Foster wanted it so bad that she like went out there and really campaigned for it. And then Michelle Pfeiffer read the script and thought it was too violent and turned it down. And then Jodie Foster got it. <laughs> wow, Jodie. I mean, she's perfect for it too, and you can tell she's like she's so she perfect. loves. And that's actually fun fact. Why she didn't do the second movie is because she disagreed with the way they were ending it, and she loves the story so much and the character so much that she yeah. wouldn't do it, and she didn't want to be attached to it. I think that's a good call. This is like a perfect movie. It's perfect. Basically. I mean, I don't know if I believe in perfect movies, but it's pretty close. And the cast, the chemistry, the it's whole It's just thing. so good. Like, I literally watched this movie a few weeks ago, and it's, <laughs> I'll watch it a million times. Yeah. I, w- I watched I this this tell. morning. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still, like, I'll, I'll watch it right after this. I'll, I'm glad. I'm happy to watch this again when I'm editing the episode. Also, Anthony Hopkins, I think, might be my favorite actor. This is a key scene right there. That's such a key scene. How? Because she checks the corner and when it (gasps) happens. You caught that. Oh, my God. I didn't notice that. Did you notice that, Carl? That's Um, such a key scene. That's foreshadowing. Yeah. Not really, but only because they talked about it on the commentary. Really? Yeah. But that, yeah. That's the the little things. The things that you don't think will come wow. back later, but then when it does, it's like, oh, it's there. Yeah. That girl, her friend, is also way is her roommate in the book and is a way bigger character too. Oh really? Yeah, but I mean, they just couldn't. Like, I get why they cut what they did just for time. Mm-hmm. I was watching the deleted scenes. I think there's a little bit more of her in there. Also, in the deleted scenes, it showed... Um, it had the full... The thing that's showing in on the TV in Lecter's cell is, like, some guy doing, like, a televangelist Yeah, that's what it is in the thing. book. And they had the whole thing in the deleted scenes. And I think it's just some guy who's, like, a friend of Jonathan Demme's and they just like put him in front of the camera and he's like hey if you abuse kids you'll get sent to the deepest corners of hell and he just like goes on this big rant for like 10 minutes then at the end they like call cut and he just like starts laughing and everyone like on the crew like applauds him that's so funny yeah also this part is so stressful in the book because which, while which she's part, doing this listeners? this part right here because which is what the the press shows up and there's this reporter that's also a bigger character who is like and she's try like by herself and she's having to try to like fend off the press by herself yeah okay so for the listeners at home right now she's looking she's at a um like a storage unit looking for something how how did she get tipped she's off looking to for, this she's looking for hannibal told her that this guy had that some guy who might know buffalo bill had a car and he said find his car 
And so she went to the storage unit to look inside his car. Just because Hannibal told her to. I think this is one part that I think might be stretching it kind of logically. Because there's a lot of, like, figuring things out through, like, anagrams... That would be very uh, easy to not yeah, get. Yeah, but Hannibal's like kind of, of an Hannibal's asshole. Plan. He's not just going to give them the information. He's bored. And so he like. Yeah, but he, he would have to like know for sure that they would get this anagram and like understand that it's an anagram and what it means, which I don't think you could rely on. It's not anybody. an anagram. Wait, what's an, an anagram for? There, the Moffat thing is an anagram that. It's like some someone's name is like something Moffat, and it me it's an anagram for like the rest of me or something. Oh, that's not in the book. But, yeah. Also, I did have to Google what a rube was when Hannibal Lecter, also like says something about a rube. Because I didn't know what that was. But it's a uh, country. I don't bumpkin. know what that is. What is it? It's a country bumpkin. Oh, that is her. She is a country bumpkin. Clarice. Yeah. Clarice. And everybody just underestimates her this whole movie. Huh? I should have named you Clarice. You should have. I would have loved to have that name. You can just Just you can change your name. It's not too late. Yeah. Maybe I'll name my kid Clarice. Go for it. Or their middle name or something. Yeah character to be named after I think also I think the author of the book Thomas Harris said that he didn't want to watch the movie because he was worried that the actors and like portrayals of the characters would soil in his mind his own ideas of the characters (laughs) wow did he ever watch it I don't know we may never know how did he even come up I with think this? they do I it mean, perfectly who, like I, who who thinks this stuff up you know I know especially not even this he did three books and they're all like a continuing story like there's a lot of reference to Red Dragon in this I, book I remember when I read these books and I just kept going back to his bio page and looking at his picture and reading his bio page like, what, because like what, who, who's writing this stuff <laughs> it's like is he okay yeah that's like my my mom always says that like people who make like horror movies stuff are just have like such sick minds. Yeah, she says that too. That's such a mom thing to say. Yeah. She says that about the Saw movies. How could anybody even think of that? Oh, the, did that you fall me. out? Yes. Is it back in? Okay. Yeah. We had one more slippage, so I'm gonna oh, just. Are you looking at the head? head? No. Nope. The head. It's at the head in the jar right now. So she's in the storage oh, locker, there's a, a head in the much. jar, and now there's a car in the rain. But the uh, the head in the jar is a mold of one of the producers of the movie's heads. What's happening now, Carl? She's running into a building in the rain, by um, escorted by Barney. Okay, got it. Hester got it, got Moffat. It. Hester Moffat is an. We're anagram. there. We're there. Hester yeah. Moffat, the rest of me. That's what I was we talking got it. about. Okay, got it. Missed, missed the rest of me. Meaning. Meaning that you rented that garage, Doctor Lecter. I can't do it. Doctor Lecter. Yes, Clarice. It is Miss the rest of of me. How was that? That was, that was, that was pretty good. good. 
So Thank it was okay. You. Your Jerry Seinfeld is better, but. Okay. I'll take that. Oh, so right now, um, oh, she's got a towel because she's wet from the rain. This movie was originally, it was going to be, it was optioned um, for Gene Hackman to direct as his directorial debut. Wow. But then he read That's the script and he thought it was too violent. Another person who turned it down because it was too violent. See, I don't think it's that violent. They it's don't, creepy it's and it's messed up. It's, it's like a fucked up movie, but it's not like, you don't, don't see a lot. You don't see a lot. That's why I think I'm okay it's just with it. disturbing. It's just psychological, you know. Yeah. It's not that violent. Red Dragon is more violent. There's a lot of messed up stuff yeah. that happens in yeah. that. I think you could see but, if you just read the script how someone may turn it into a little bit more of a, like a pulpy, thriller, like exploitation, violent movie. But then just yeah. took a took a good director to make it a wonderful piece of art. Everything came together perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, now they're talking about Buffalo Bill, right? Or is this someone else? No, they're talking about like Ross Bale, who was like his former patient, mm-hmm. whose right, head was it? Right. That's whose head is in the jar. Right. Okay. But he has a connection to Buffalo Bill. Right. How do you feel about the portrayal of uh, transgendered people in this movie? Okay, let's talk about that because I was literally... Okay, I will stand by this. The book is way less transphobic, I think, than the movie. They do a much better job of handling the trans thing. But they do... It's way more fatphobic. They do not do good by fat people in the book but i think in this in the book they emphasize that buffalo bill is not transgender he just thinks he is that he does not represent trans people because he's not that trans people are generally like gentle people who don't have who aren't serial killers i think that someone like said oh there's the thing on the tv the televangelist thing yeah i think someone like says but they say it briefly they say, they say like, it over and over are very passive but they, I, think they say I know but the they s- i know but they say it better than that and they say it over and over and over again in the book every time they talk about it, they emphasize it and they like talk to his like former doctors who said like we don't want you doing this because trans like this doesn't represent like transgender people and stuff so it's actually a lot better about handling that but they cannot stop talking about how fat people are unhappy and miserable because they're fat. That <laughs> and that they shame. have no friends and no life because they're fat. <laughs> but it was the 80s, so. So, fat what people can you do? are the real psychos. It's true. <laughs> but yeah. And they, I mean, and I feel like in this movie, like, you know that his victims are like big girls but they don't like talk about how horrible their lives were because they're fat like right right and it'll be like from Clarice's point of view (laughs) and how she's better than them because she's skinny (laughs) Mm, mm, okay 
It's a little uncomfy, so I would just kind of skim those parts. But Next, besides there that, we go. this is the best part this of the is, movie. Yeah. I love it. I love this song too. I know. I love this actress too. Yeah. The few. She's exactly how I picture her in the book too. Exactly. One of the few moments of diegetic music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you said that earlier, and I was like, but I know there's a part. There's two parts. Right. This is very. This is a good part for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Showing this, like, carefree, carefree person. I relate also, to so her, actually, a lot yeah. in we're the book. Seeing, we're seeing a girl she, um, driving. Jamming in out a, in the car to American Girl. Yeah. And then, the uh-oh, someone's in the bushes with night all. vision goggles. Watching her. And nasty, dirty fingers. In the um, book, yeah, I relate to her a lot. <laughs> Just because she's young and, like, nice. And nice, and in the book, she's just with her boyfriend and smoking pot, and she goes out to, like, get a snack or something. Don't help him. Do not. Her cat. In the book, is she also, uh, does she act kind of the same way when she's in the pit? Where when yes, exactly. She's like, ah, fuck you. Yeah. Get me out of here. Do not. Yeah, and her mom is a senator. Yeah, she's a senator. So it's like important. Yeah. Do not help him. Yeah. Don't don't be nice. She's actually her character, she's a little bit of a brat in the book. But, but you can, she's strong-willed. Her character but her character in the book is more like Clarice observes her as like she's privileged cuz her mom's a senator and like they pay for like her apartment or whatever. But I'm like, okay, I kind of relate to it in a sense in that way too, like yeah, so, okay, so right now there's a guy um, try- with a cast on trying to lift a couch into a van, and he's asking for her help. And he's like, oh, yeah, go, can you, uh, can you put, it, like, put it in there? And she's backing into she's the She's having van. to get into the van. She has to get into the van to help get the couch in, which is What are you, a size 14? Which, yeah, oh, ugh. Which is basically, like, what Ted Bundy did. Stand- he would stand outside of libraries with a bunch of books and a cast on and have girls help him. <laughs> get his books into his van that line is so scary yeah so that just show and then he would like club him with a everybody in utah has a story about how they almost got kidnapped by ted bundy every mom in utah but really? high key he tried to kid the one girl who got away that happened he tried to kidnap her at the mall i used to work at he was right how did he know because he's just crazy. by looking at her he's crazy so that just goes to show: do not help anybody with anything. <laughs> no, ever. And not I at think night. this is a good. I'm not like when you're by yourself. I'm not as a young woman. Yeah. I think this is a good character for this podcast because he's based partially uh, on Ted Bundy from Utah, right? Ted. Well, he wasn't from Utah, but he stayed there but a he lot, did, and okay. he did a lot of his he murders there. He went to the University there. of Utah Law so, School. He went to yeah. While he was at law school, he killed a bunch of people. So we've got a combination of Ted Bundy of Utah and Ed Gein of Wisconsin to so make up this So this is our state's character. serial killers is baby. Join forces. This is like the <laughs> Avengers of the podcast. Yep. It was actually, there, it was a composite of Ted Bundy, Ed Gein, and another guy that I forgot. And I wrote in my notes, one other person who I forgot instead of <laughs> looking it up. <laughs> So please DM us on Instagram and tell us um, who's who the, the other, other serial killer. Yeah. 
because I would like to know, but I don't want to um, put in the effort to find out. Wait, was one of them like transgender or a cross dresser no, or something? No, no, I think the other one was kind of more like Ed Geeny. But I don't know. I don't really remember. And also, on the commentary, it said that, that um, Scott Glenn, who plays Crawford, is that right? I, As the actor? I guess. That guy? Yeah. Yeah. That he was initially um, very liberal in his approach to this character. He was very anti the death penalty. Then John Douglas, the real FBI guy, played him a, a tape of some serial killers that they caught talking about how they would want to they want to pick up and kill like one teenager a year and that like put him into tears but uh he did not specify if that changed his views or not he left that out so he's anti-death penalty in real life and yeah at least he was at the time of making this but here's my thing i don't mean not to get political but like my thing with the death penalty is like what's worse than rotting in jail for the rest of your life nothing I was in on death row I would like want to just be killed ASAP and like that's the easy way out you know right my personal and this is this has been our uh our weekly segment how would Bria most want to die (laughs) yeah why do I always talk about that that? I talk about that every every episode (laughs) what's the best way to die yeah but John Douglas was very pro capital punishment hmm he was like, if you see what these people I do, you look at the photos. If you have to see that every single day, you probably would be. Yeah. Yeah. He also talked about how the real FBI people, they have to like study the crime scene photos and everything so much just because sometimes the killers will like test the agents to see how much they really know about the crimes because they'll like admit to some things and not other things and just kind of like play games with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so now uh, Clarice and Crawford are in a car. They're driving. But he couldn't tell her that because, yeah, he couldn't tell her. He couldn't tell her what? He couldn't tell her why he was sending her in there to talk to Hannibal, because if he did, Hannibal would have known. Yeah. Right, wait, wait, why was it again? I wasn't looking. So he sent her in to get... CP had information on Buffalo Bill, but he did it indirectly. He told her to just like talk to him because he knew if he told her why that but there was um, an agenda going in that, that he would know there was an agenda and he wouldn't help them because the only reason he's helping them is because it's like a game for him. It's he's bored. He's giving it all to them in riddles and stuff for them to solve. Right. Right. This is so awkward. They're at the funeral. This, yeah. Oh my god. Who is this the funeral for again? one of his the newest victim they just found right hate to see it what are they wait what are they discussing okay there's a lot of there's a lot of cops around in this house he's pretending like they can't talk about it in front of the woman just so they'll let them in Oh, yes. Very, very clever. 
I'm looking back and forth a lot between you, my notes, and the screen, so I feel like I'm <laughs> missing things. Yeah, they're at the funeral home for this latest victim. All the everybody's a white man in this room except for her. her just and they're all looking at her like, "Who are you? Why is she here? Why are you here?" But also, they talk about in the book how it's important that they had a woman on the case because all his victims are female mm-hmm. and she was like why wouldn't you have a woman working on this case when it's like crimes against right. women yeah well, she's gonna go back in time also on the um on the blu-ray and the deleted scenes they're also like bloopers which is really weird seeing like bloopers <laughs> from this movie. I don't know it'll if I want to like, see bloopers from this movie. It'd be it'd be like Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins doing like the very serious scenes, and they start like laughing <laughs> in the middle of the day. Uh, that's probably a one... good relief for him. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably really intense yeah. filming this. It's such a dark story. Yeah. Also, this moment I really like. She's approaching the mm-hmm. coffin of the victim, and then when she comes up to it, it's young Clarice yeah and her dad right her dad yeah which little kind of um, as we may say on this podcast surreal moment I guess but it actually happened that's just a visual representation I would say I would argue but Carl and I have very different takes on what the word surreal means so yeah, I don't know if I would say that was actually surreal. I was just trying to make a little reference to our past. It's a callback. But there's some of those moments. Like, also, um, in the scene where she talks about... Um, she tells the story of, like, the lambs and her running away when she's little. Yeah. Initially, they were good. I don't know if they were going to shoot or they did shoot, but it was going to be, like, showing that, like, flashbacks of that happening... And then at the end of it, when she, like, ran away with the lamb, she's, like, in the woods or something. She runs in to Hannibal Lecter, and he's there. So it's, like, part memory, part kind of surreal. Got it. But they deleted that? Yeah, they didn't put it, which I think is probably for the best. I think it's better just seeing her, and then you can just imagine it in your own mind. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think you, like, need to see it, like, her childhood every time. Mm-hmm. I think... Put it on... Oof. Doesn't... Don't they do that in, like, the OR, too? They put or, stuff under their for nose. Dead people, like, yeah. for... For... It's like vapor from dead bodies. Oh, wait. Okay, so this scene, also, I have, I have something to say about this scene. So, right now, they're doing, um... They're looking at the yeah. messed up body. It's been in the water for, like, weeks. <laughs> I think the actress portraying this dead body is one of the best performances in this movie. Is she alive? Because yeah, that's that's just like an actress. It's an, a real there. body. How is she not moving though? Well, that's that's the thing. That's why it's so it's so impressive because she's got all this like weird like prosthetic like cuts and stuff, and then also in the part where they reach in and pull the the pupa out of her yeah. throat right they it was it was like it was a chocolate pupa so it didn't like it wasn't <laughs> disgusting for her and then she had to like train her throat wow. so they could reach in 
and wow. pull it yeah. out without, without her gagging. I always just thought it wasn't, like, I thought when they show her face, that was probably real, but I probably thought the rest was just. No, it's just a very committed, committed actor. But this is important because, like, this is the moment where it becomes real for her. Is she's like, this is, like, the body. And she's like, this is, like, a real person who. Yeah. Yeah, and jo- Jodie Foster talked about how this is, like, the big turning point for the for the character yeah. and i think jonathan demi yeah was, like, like she has her ears pierced she has this. like glitter nail polish in the book that and this scene is like yeah she really she really sees what she's up against and she decides to just she keeps going leans into it and faces it head on also i think that the doctor in this scene is one of the producers of the movie a lot of little cameos from people. Roger Corman, who was a f- director famous for making like cheap B movies and was kind of a mentor to Jonathan Demi and Martin Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola. He plays the the FBI head, the director of the FBI, I believe. That guy with the glasses, I think, is one of the producers. Mm-hmm. And there was a blooper where he messed Leaves up his line and everyone started mouth. laughing. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah. And also right That's here, I can't hear it because I have it on mute, but if you listen to it, when you pull it out, you can hear the air rushing out. Wait, I want to hear. Yeah. Oh, totally. Which so That's I love. Chocolate. It's so creepy. And it's also, yeah. And it's also, it's like, it's like there's a little bit of life left there. And yeah. it's like the end, the, her last breath, and then the pupa is the beginning of a new life of a butterfly or moth or whatever. Yeah. So, pretty great stuff there. What a scene. What a performance by this dead mm-hmm. actress. I know. No kidding. She looks dead. She. I always thought it that, I don't know, I guess I did not think it was an alive person. Yeah, I don't know how people do that. Play dead people. Must be so hard. And they're doing like three minute takes where she just like can't breathe. That's insane. Does that count as a stunt? Is that the stunt? No, that's oh. not the stunt. <laughs> it should this be. is also it should be holding your breath for three here. minutes. They should have like categories for dead people. Like dead people actors. Dead actress. Well, she should do it professionally play. after this. That's amazing. <laughs> I always thought it was I, a, not a real person. Seat. Yeah, like not a real person. I also really like this she where real, um, she talks about in the car right there where she's saying like it matters what you say, like how he had dressed her in front of the other police officers. That's something that just like stuck yeah. in my mind a lot. Now I think about that a lot when like people yeah. talk about like using the right language and saying things. That always makes me think of that scene where she's like because it does matter the way you talk so true yeah language matters and um what was i gonna say oh i ship them though i kind of ship her and crawford her and crawford yeah in the book not her and lector no well i ship them too in the book it's kind of a thing oh because crawford's wife is like dying in the book and she's like comatose she's dying of like a terminal illness so he's gonna cheat on his sick wife his wife is dying mm-hmm. yeah that's the plot in the book yeah. yeah but then he's like 
he likes her, but he like has to wait for his wife to die. Should I read this book? Yes. Oh my god, yes. I cannot recommend it enough. Have you I'm, noticed I'm yet? I'm worried I'm worried that if I read the book, I would just be imagining the scenes from the movie reading the book. Because that happens a lot when I see a movie. A and little read bit. The book. But for me it, it was different. I mean I loved it. It's like the movie but more. I wish I read it before I saw the movie. I try I tried to well, do that, that but it also takes so long to read. would have been in the 80s, so. Well, I didn't see this movie when it came out. <laughs> I was not alive then. Yes, now um, she's with the weird bug man. And he's asking her out. on her. Hmm. Yes. I like that guy. I ship them. Yeah, she actually goes out with him at the end of the book. Really? That guy? Well, she says that she's going to, and that, yeah. She's way out of his league. I know. He's got, like, weird eyes. No disrespect, but. Yeah, but, like. He just seems like she a She deserves some fun after this. Yeah, that's true. He is a nerd. He, these people are identifying moths. <laughs> 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 Somebody loved him. Maybe Buffalo Bill. Somebody Ooh. what? Loved That's him. That's so creepy. The, yeah. The moths. That's creepy too, yeah. Moths are just scary. I think of dark. I think of like musty That's, places. Like That's what I think of when and I they, think of moths. And they leave their dust. Yeah. I'm going to get the death moth, ta that moth tattooed on me. Why? It's a really popular tattoo, but I love it because it's a tribute to my favorite movie and my favorite I book. I thought you were trying to get something that wasn't that. I was because everybody has that. Like even Kate has the moth tattooed because she also loves this movie. Oh, but he's naked. I was thinking maybe with some flowers or something would be cool. I want it for in between my arm tattoos on this. I arm. bet we. I bet we could find something better in this movie. Keep an eye out. No, oh, I we want should get the, the pit. Get the pit. The pit tattooed. I'll get precious tattooed on. Precious. <laughs> but what's the lotion? Yeah. I think if I got a <laughs> dog, I would name it Precious. <laughs> really? After this movie? Yeah. I don't think I would get a dog, though. You're never going to get a dog, ever? I don't I mean, I don't I'm not gonna, I'm, I won't say never, but I don't know. I just, it's just a lot of, I'm, I'm busy. I don't want to be going out to poop him all the time. That's why I got cats. Yeah, I would get a cat before thing. a dog. You're allergic, though. I can get over it. <laughs> it's fine. I was fine. I was fine with them with your cats. Yeah. Also, in a, in a couple minutes, rapidly approaching in about one minute, there's a line that really stuck in my head where someone says, I'm not some turnkey. But I always think of him saying, I am not some turkey. <laughs> that just really makes me think of that okay so right now the senator um whose daughter catherine's was mom. in the van catherine's mom who sh uh catherine was in the van with buffalo bill she's making a plea on the television for buffalo bill to return her which that's just bad luck for buffalo bill that it just happened to be a senator's important. daughter he was just going after kidnapped. her because she was the right size size, <laughs> size 14 yeah which I like that. A little serendipity. See, but she says her name over and over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
It's, if he sees Catherine as a person and not an object, it's harder to tear her up. Which you yeah. also see that in the next, I think it's the next scene, or not the next, oh wait, this is the turkey scene. But um, never. I'll, I'll talk about this when it comes, It's. I think it's the next scene. But just uh, to keep that in mind, where they're trying to make her seem like more of a person and not an object. I'm not just some turkey, Miss Starling. <laughs> Did you get to that part? Are we in yeah. sync? It, you're like one second ahead of me, but it's fine. Shout out to this turkey guy. Yeah. I kind of get a similar vibe from this guy as John Lithgow's character in All That Jazz. If you saw And that. in Dexter. Really? Who in Dexter? John Lithgow. He played Oh, the... I've, never, I've never seen Dexter. Oh. I kind of want to watch it. He was a serial killer in Dexter. He's I don't really bad. like watching things about serial killers. Then why are we watching this movie? <laughs> uh, I was just that was just a joke. Oh. <laughs> no, this is. I would say this is definitely one of my favorite movies. Is this your this number is, one, Bria? No, it's my. You know, I might need to revise my list. It's. I don't know what my number one is anymore, but my. Interstellar is one of my favorites. This is one of my favorites. Like these might be tied for me. All right. What are your, what are your letterbox top four? Interstellar, Silence of the Lambs. Um, I don't know. I need to think about it. Monsters Inc. is my favorite kids movie, and now Soul too. Soul is so good. Oh, I loved Soul. It was oh, so good. My so mom made it. So amazing. Here's the it thing. Was so cute. Wait, did I did I tell you about how I watched Soul? No. So when I watched it, I knew absolutely nothing about it at all. Me either. Except, except there was a guy that plays jazz. So like three minutes in, when he like, he just like dies. I'm like, what am I? I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I watching? I was like, what just happened? I was like, is it he was dead? So yeah. And then he was in the um, like the spirit world or whatever. And Love then it. I didn't really like spirit it so much. World. You didn't like it so much? No, I, I thought it was going to be like Inside Out, where there no. were all like little spirit things. But then when he went back to Earth, then I really liked it. Then I was No, I loved it. it. I thought it was a good representation. Like, I think it's a good way to teach kids about death, honestly. I like how they're approaching like a big topic in a kid's yeah. movie. The whole, the kind of Pixar thing of like taking like abstract things and personifying them literally, I'm not into. If I was a kid, oh, I, like I, it. I would like Inside that, but Out, I'm not into that. I do not. No, like Inside, Inside Out, Out works okay. the same way because it's explaining yeah, like it's emotions bad. to kids. I didn't love Inside Out, but I like the concept. If I was a little kid, I probably would have liked Inside Out, but I, I know what emotions are. I'm an adult. Okay, but I don't need to Soul watch was this good. movie. No, Soul was great, yeah. Also, here, um, in the movie that we're watching, Silence of the Lambs, when he was like, <laughs> quid, pro, he was like quid pro quo, that's pro, that may be my most used gif in conversation. The gif of him saying quid pro quo. Really? Yeah. I'm a big fan. I feel like you said that to me. It. So we're back. Miss West Virginia. Back I feel like with, that was pretty uh, good. We're back with Lecter. And Clary, and the at the cell. Roomy, 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 big through the <laughs> hips, roomy. Oh, so Anthony Hopkins. Um, I heard 
I think on some podcast I heard this that his kind of um, his method of getting into character is that at like a costume fitting or whatever he'll get into the costume and like look at himself in the mirror in the costume as the character so he'll take a Polaroid picture of him and then he'll look at the picture and then like he'll like roll his eyes back in his head or something <laughs> and then just like become the character are you serious and that's like his process Wow. Oh my god! I heard that, but then also on the See, commentary, yeah. there's no correlation between san- yeah. transsexuals and violence. Outdated, but right. the sentiment is there. Thirty years, yeah. So. Woke lector. Whoa! I just had total deja vu. What woke lector? <laughs> no, of of us watching this movie over Facetime and recording it. <laughs> Maybe we Which did. I'm sure we've not. And there you go. Yes, you have. Soul. You you watched the movie Soul. What? You watched yeah. the movie Soul. You probably have done it. Yeah. Nonlinear. We're in a linear time here, so. Oh my god. Yeah, time is don't non-linear, get me started. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't. We tell weren't me conscious that. of this moment yet, but yeah, in a sense, it was already happening. I don't think I can handle that right now. See, this is why I love the movie Interstellar. Yeah. yeah See, he's not a real transsexual, but he thinks he is. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. So also, um, on the commentary, Anthony Hopkins was kind of talking about his acting process again, and he was saying that he... Wait, I'm trying to... Let me see if I can find Billy. exactly what he was talking about. Sex reassignment 30 years ago. That's impressive. I know. So that's how they look for him as they go they just go down the list of people who were like denied surgery oh okay here so he was talking about having a symbolic mask playing the character like not a physical mask but it could be something like a pair of shoes that you wear or in the case of Hannibal Lecter he said it was the slicked back the slicked back hair and the pale face and once he has that mask on you're just kind of into the character and then you can really do anything inside of it and just like whatever you do you're doing as the character mm-hmm. which I think is interesting kind of like with his rolling his eyes in the back of his head thing it's yeah. like once you're in that space as the character you don't really have to act like you're the character you just, just do mm-hmm. what you do and you're doing it as the character yeah oh and then it's this precious. is the scene it's so na- it, yeah, the so, lotion. so here's the iconic it rubs the lotion on the skin she's in a pit and buffalo bill See, yeah, and that's so why the identify. senator was smart to yep. be like Catherine, 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 like it's a person. This is a person. It not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in here when he's she's good. When he's call- yeah. He he keeps calling her it. Yeah, which is he great, can't he, handle he, humanizing her, or he'll yeah. start to feel bad. Yeah, cause you can it see plays- like, he's like actively he's like trying to distance himself in that way, but it's not really right. working. He's like still. He's struggling. Kind of yeah, conflicted with that. And then he kind of breaks there. Put the she's so good. Yeah, she's great. Is she in anything else? I don't is she know. Somebody? Ooh, that's this is so freaky. Bloody People. claw marks. On yeah, the, on the a wall. bloody fingernail in the wall. Ugh. A human no fingernail. You. Can you imagine? 
That's kind of like how my dad broke his tooth and it's just sitting on our kitchen table right now. That's so gross. He's got to go to the dentist. I love my dad, but I think he would totally do something like that. What the... Carl's dad broke his tooth today and it's just sitting on... Or yesterday, it's just sitting on their kitchen table. Your your dad did? Yeah, eating popcorn. And it's just sitting on the counter? Yeah, it's on like a napkin on the, oh, on the counter. Is he going to get it fixed? Yeah, he's going to the dentist soon. What? Where? Like the back tooth? Um, I don't know. I could, I just came downstairs and it was there, and then my mom was <laughs> like, "Oh, dad <laughs> broke a tooth." <laughs> oh man. You know, he looks pretty funny there in that little cage. Hannibal is on his like upward stretcher thing with the his nose chain is mask around him. Yeah, it doesn't look very comfortable. No, it's squishing gonna, his nose. What's he going to do with that? He's looking at a pen. Yeah, he's looking he's at a get, pen. Like, <laughs> I got I got like weird acne on my forehead from my Oculus Quest. Oh, I was going to ask if you're getting mask knee. No, I mean, I don't think I'm getting masked. I'm not either, but I know people who are really complaining about it. I'm getting Oculus Quest knee. Because <laughs> it's like this weird foam on it, but I just got like a cover for it. So hopefully that'll stop. My forehead was bleeding at the beginning of this recording because of it. Really? Ew. It. But I don't think it was noticeable. It won't, uh, it won't pick up on the recording. That's Roger Corman right there on the phone. The FBI guy. And he, he taught Jonathan Demi that the scariest shot in all of cinema is a camera moving towards a closed door. I agree. That's scary. Yeah. That, yeah that's pretty yep. scary. I think um That's scary too. Maybe that shot in the maybe that shot in the conjuring with the girl on top of the dresser is scarier, but closed door is uh, maybe second. Yeah, closed door. Maybe in hereditary there's some shots. And I'm going to eat your face. Yeah. And the screenwriter, Ted Daly, or Tally or Daly, I don't remember, but he said that he, de- he didn't not like how Lecter became kind of like a campy figure. And so that just became, the, this like imagery of him in the mask and stuff became so iconic that it did not do him any favors, that it was just parodied so much instantly. The Office That's because is he what eats I think people. of. What like do you mean? Dog. It's good it's like if a people... dog let you mask. You but know? also, if a you muzzle. like, it's yeah, like a muzzle. But, but if you get, if you have good enough imagery that it gets parodied, I think that's a compliment that it's iconic yeah. enough Def- in like yeah. culture that people kind... are recreating it. Yeah, but it kind of takes away the power when you're watching the movie a little bit. Yeah. And it, they're also talking about how when the movie was actually no i'm gonna save this because i don't want to spoil the um the budget slash box office guessing no i hate thing. this game um, carl makes me guess how much the movie made and how much it costs to make every time mm-hmm. and i always it's get the it best wrong. it's the and best no segment. concept no yeah, you you were doing good and you were doing good in the conjuring movies but then we took a hiatus and then you lost the touch yeah should we do that now? Now that we're talking about it, I guess. So, how much, Debbie? You can play this too. How much do you think this movie cost to make? 
1991 dollars. Oh, that's even harder when it's an older movie. Um, 10 million. Yeah, that's what I was going to guess too, actually. What would you guys say? Two? 10 million. 10 million. 10, okay, 10 million. Pretty close. 19 million. Wow. Okay. Which I'm is gonna like say a it made modest, modest budget. It made 50 million. 100 million. Or a lot more than that. 200 million. Are those your final answers? Yes. 100 million, yeah. Wait, you I both say 200 say two- million. She, she says said, 100. I s- okay, it made worldwide. Two hundred seventy-three million dollars. Wow! So I, yeah. so I closer. A hundred and thirty. I wasn't too, Hey, we did pretty good. That wasn't that. That was off. pretty good. That was. Pretty I've good. guessed wildly off before. <laughs> like, for well, yeah, that, for the for the Green Inferno, a, which was like five million. You said it was a hundred. It cost a hundred million. <laughs> but I think that I think that one that was the first one we had recorded after a while. So. It's also hard. I don't know. Get this you did good though. You were pretty Baltimore. close. Big, big hit. And then okay, so then also then um, he just has to exchange. He exchanges what he knows for people's emotions, because yeah. I think he's like a Whoa. sociopath who's so fascinated by emotions that he had to offend her first before he could. Just like with Clarice, he like makes her tell him information about her childhood before he'll tell her anything. Love your suit. Yeah. Yeah, and also, um, they were talking about how when this movie came out, it was such a big success, and they're all so happy for it and everything. But then once it crossed like the hundred million dollar mark, and then it started getting parody and on like SNL and stuff, and then they said it became something else that they were not really a fan of. All like, oh the joke come on, shirt. that's so I hate that all, like, pretentious stuff. Like, lighten up. Oh, yeah, I don't it know. Did I mean, well. take it they up made with- a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, get Pick over it. it. With, oh, uh, boo-hoo, uh, you made $200 million. Go, like, shove it. I don't care. Like, that guy talks like Billy Bob Thornton. Chris Isaac's coming soon. That guy. You've heard it here, folks. Bria Fournier says, Jodie Foster, go shove it. No, not her. Whoever said that. Jodie Foster. Though she didn't. Yeah, she said that it was it was weird that people were wearing T-shirts that said like I ate his liver, and stuff like that. That it was very yeah. Strange. Okay, then go shove it, Jodie Foster. Like, oh, boohoo! You made an iconic movie. And lots Shut and lots up. of money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it got two she famous. She never got the memo. All, all press is good press. Yeah. I guess I'm just reporting the facts here. Oh man. Well, I'm going to shoot should, the messenger. So. You should put a rubber shield over your face. Who? This guy. He <laughs> <laughs> should. Foreshadowing. You know, I just realized... What? In a ironic twist of fate, Hannibal Lecter was the only one wearing a mask when they're not social distancing at all and should all be wearing masks. True. <laughs> Yeah, why aren't they social distancing? Yeah, Hannibal Lecter's social distancing. He's in this cage in the middle of this big room. Yeah, that's like why he's state so smart. or something. Also, it was uh, Anthony Hopkins' idea to have him wearing all white. It was initially going to be like orange prison outfit. No, the like white he's is in there. his underwear. Yeah, 
the white's definitely better. And they're also talking about how, like, this scene and, like, the scenes between Lecter and Clarice are written as, like, seduction scenes, is written as if they're, like, courting each other. Yeah. Which is, I think, like, Hot. an interesting, interesting dynamic. Ew. Hot. <laughs> Nasty, stop it. I love him. Stop it, Bria. No, he's hot. He is hot. And I think that's maybe says a lot about my issues, but like (laughs) (laughs) into it. He could be he could be like your great grandpa. That's even better. (laughs) (laughs) He's like old and a little bit crusty. I love it. I don't love old crusty people. It's just that his personality with that makes it better. What about him in the other movies? Not, I mean, whatever, because I haven't seen Hannibal and Red Dragon is a male lead, so it doesn't give me, I don't know. Oh. It's no, so like, it's not just the character, chemistry. it's like the, it's, it's, it's the, the chemistry, chemistry between it's them. It's 100% the chemistry. I see, I see. His eyes are just ominous. I mean, they're just like shark eyes. They're lifeless. I don't know how he does it. What other kind of like um, evil genius antagonists came like before this movie? Because now there's all like like Loki and the stuff. There's a thing with like the villain gets caught and put in like a glass case, which I think is done like them. a lot. Yeah. I can't think. Of there's like um. Moriarty, I think, from Sherlock Holmes, right? Was that a character in the original of those, or was that just in, like, the Robert Downey Jr. one? I haven't seen any. Oh. Me neither. I mean, I no, feel like I just Suicide Squad I I said that. is an example of <laughs> this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The villains helping. This stole. This is the real Suicide Squad. Yeah. What are we? Some kind of suicide squad? <laughs> <laughs> this is Katana. Better not get a slice by her uh, sword. She'll suck your soul in. <laughs> well, she's been horse strapped in Montana. He also told her not to give him any personal information about her, but she is. Right. Big mistake. This is the scene where she's talking about the titular Silence of the Lambs Mm -hmm. that was going to have the uh, flashbacks. And then also, I think in the scene where when it kind of pushes in, the lights behind her all get like turned off and go into darkness and that they were talking about if they should do that or not on set because it's kind of like they said it was kind of a surreal effect where everything just gets dark it's subtle though yeah I like it yeah this is great stuff so close in on both of their faces uh, yeah with the POV kind of close ups Don Thin Day was also talking about how they wanted to 
make sure that they did not repeat any shots of the close-ups that every one they did was was different in some way yeah so they didn't repeat anything so they did a good job of that you know what i'm just gonna say it it's a good movie it is i wish she would fill in her eyebrows though <laughs> <laughs> but it was the 90s That's- Minus one star in your letterbox review. (laughs) Jodie Foster's eyebrows are too light. My friend, um, my friend Cal, who's dating my friend Greg, has a theory that everybody's letterbox top fours, there's always one that's, there's a romantic, a quirky, a long, and transit-oriented movie. And everyone's top four favorite movies. Really? What's your top four? I know it's all that jazz. Snectiki, New York. Oh, I know my top four. It's Interstellar, Science of the Lambs, Midsummer, Hereditary. Okay, so out of those, Midsummer is the long one, or is Midsummer the romantic one, or is this the romantic one? This is this is the romantic okay, one. Silence for of the me. Lambs is the romantic one. Midsummer is long. Interstellar is transit-oriented, and Hereditary is quirky. I guess, yeah. So that fits. For mine are All That Jazz, Synecdoche, New York, Birdman, and... You didn't think, like Birdman, Election. did you? No. <laughs> My mom did not like Birdman either, but she thought no. it was a superhero movie. Like so she, she said she kept waiting for him to turn into Birdman. Ugh. <sighs> What are your top yeah. four? My top four movies? Mm-hmm. Um, Love Actually, Along Came Polly. Um, they're not scary. Um, hmm. I have to think after that. Probably this one for sure is up there. Top four. Wait, can I... Sorry, can I interrupt for one second? One of those guards leading her away is George Romero, director of Night of the Living Dead. No way! Really? Yes way. Why are there so many cameos in this movie? I still don't understand I don't why know. Chris Isaac is in this movie. Like I'll never understand. Okay, A, who is Chris Isaac again? B, who is he in this movie? Ooh, he's at the end. Wait, Carl, I don't my AirPods just died for hearing you. Oh, did it? No, did I can it pause hear you. the movie? You can hear Carl? I can hear Carl. I can't. My it died. You can't um, hear me? What am I saying right now? Can you hear me say this? I can hear you. I can't hear him though, and I feel like you're not gonna be able to hear him soon. Can we pause at the same time? Um. Okay. Okay. So Tell me when to pause. Wait one second. I have to. Oh. Uh, okay. Um. Pause I can't hear in, him. What is he saying? Pa- okay. He said pause in. Three. Three. Two. Two. One. One. Pause. Pause. Okay. Wait. Oh. Okay. No. no I, okay. Yeah. 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 We're good. We're going. Um, okay. Sorry about that, folks. You should still be in sync if I edit this together correctly, which I know I did, because <laughs> the MVP. I'm the I'm the pro at this kind yeah. of stuff. This is how I make my living. Yeah. So Hannibal Lecter is sitting in his cell, very pla- uh, com- peacefully, complacently. And a couple of guards, a couple of, a couple of lamb hooli- chops, extra rare, ew. Hooligans. Whoa, lamb chops, and they're yeah, 
silent because they're dead. <laughs> the and he's silence got, of the lambs. And he's got a little piece. Hannibal Lecter's got a little piece of metal or something in his mouth. From Could the it pen. be the pen from earlier? It was from the pen from earlier. The Whoa. I guess we'll have to find out. Also, in this scene, um, spoiler alert for what's about to happen in like 30 seconds, but when he attacks the guards here, and then when he goes and he like bites at the one guard's face, when they filmed that, they had Anthony Hopkins and the other actor both hold a piece of rubber between their mouths and like clench on it and then just like shake their heads back and forth. That's so, so it funny. Seemed, so it seemed like he was biting his, his mouth. Which Ew, I, I hate his skinny arms. Is that your least favorite thing about him? Yeah, the skinny little wrists. Like, last episode was pasty white legs. This is pasty white wrists. Soon we're going to have a that's whole, literally gonna be my thing. whole composite character based on the notable characteristics from different characters. Yeah. Is this the first movie we've done where nothing was haunted? What's haunted in this movie? I think her nothing. Her trauma is probably haunted. I guess she's a haunted past. Yeah. He's got the Bon Appetit magazine on his table. Yeah. That's funny. Has every other movie we've done oh. been a go? No. Don't Not- be too close. Not oh. Green Inferno. Um. The uh. Oh, right here, right here, where he's biting his face. It's going ah. Ew. Um, in Green Inferno, the colonialism was haunted. Okay. There we go. Hannibal Lecter's got him in his clutches. He's got his club. He's going to put the beat down on. So this is why he had to be wearing white. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Would not Hot. have looked good right. against. I want him red to do this orange. to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty gross. <laughs> That's brutal. That's about the most brutal part of the movie, I think. I don't want him to do that to me. That would not be fun. I love the music playing. Yeah. Which I can't hear, but I remember it being very lovely. Classical music. It's just like a piano sonata. Or what's it called when it's, yeah, a sonata. What is what does a sonata mean? Well, I can't remember the difference between one of them is solo. I think sonata is solo, but then if it's with a, yeah, because Moonlight Sonata is just piano. And that one, that one best picture, right? What, <laughs> Moonlight? Yeah. No, I'm talking about Moonlight Sonata by Beethoven. Oh, um, the dun 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 do 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 do. You know it. It's in. It's what, um, everywhere. Which Oscars did that one win? I'm not. No. Moving on. Okay. Chris Isaac's coming. Yeah, Chris face. Isaac. Oh, is I him? was telling you who Chris Isaac is. No, he's my mom's like one of her favorite musicians, and because of that, I've seen him live like as many times as I've seen as I've seen this movie, Whoa. <laughs> which is both a lot. Do they and screen Brandy the Carlyle. movie as the yeah. opening act for the show when he performs? They should. I don't know. I, we didn't even realize who's in it till one day. We're like, what the heck? That's him. 
Well, I think I knew. Wait, you did? is he in this scene? Is he one of these SWAT? People? You'll see. I'll. I'll. We'll scream when he comes okay. on. He okay. he is a SWAT person though. Yeah, yeah he is. I don't know Not why. Enough. I'm like, why did he? Who? Like, why was this agent like? Yes. <laughs> SWAT uh, agent number six. This is the role for you. I think they just took everybody. Um who was like a famous person and just kind of put their names in the hat and kind of drew out randomly for different cameos in this movie. Yeah. yeah it doesn't make sense to me, but <laughs> I want to know why. Maybe he, but he just did like wanted to do it. He show on Showtime. He I know, but he played himself. But it was music, but it was music it, related. But he also played himself. Yeah, he did. Honestly, he was probably just like friends with Jonathan Demme or something. Maybe he knew him from making music videos or something. I guess. Probably. I bet. Ooh, this is a great shot. Yeah. The officers gutted and strung up with the big light coming out behind him, like a Francis Bacon painting. How did he have time to do that? That's my only thing. How did he have time to do that? Because he's an evil mastermind. He had time to do all that and make his great escape. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't too great. I mean, he's just kind of lying there, right? He's like there. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I forgot. Also, um, another fun fact corner. This was the first movie, I think, and only movie that Jonathan Demme committed to directing before reading the script. Really? Because because he liked the book or what? Well, he was at Orion Pictures and he was trying to find what his next movie would be. He was going to do this like road rage movie that he said had some interesting stuff in it, but they weren't super excited about it. But then one of the producers gave him the book, Signs of the Lambs. Except book. for who? And then he said that when he read it, it was like reading the great American novel. And he knew Damn. that he had to make the movie. And then but the screenwriter said he was skeptical of him because he, Jonathan Demme had never made a movie like this. And the last movie he'd done was like a mafia comedy. He, I mean, it's great, though. But then, yeah. I think taking, having directors do... There he is! There he is! There he That's is. Chris Isaac right there. Wait, which one? The myth. Right in, in the, the middle. middle. Well, then ready? ready to go. In the middle. Whoa. Right there. Him. That's him. And the that's lead. it. Like, that's, that's the whole thing. Whoa. No, he's, he has, like, one other <laughs> he's shot, in I the, think. He's inside, too. Oh, he, was, he was in the opening credits. Yeah. <laughs> Very movie. opening. He was? That's crazy. Yeah, he, was. <laughs> he was in the opening Who was credits. He? No, his name was in the opening credits. Oh, yeah. I know. That's like, wild. how did he get that for that? He had a line. He had a speaking role crazy also in that shot the guy who was pulling the stretcher out of the ambulance was um jonathan demi's high school buddy who he said likes movies <laughs> that's it so he's he, like what a be by so, movie so he puts him in like all of his movies he must be friends with chris isaac that's the only yeah. way they have to be friends probably yeah for such just... a small role too he was probably just like yeah i'll do it <laughs> he's a fun. chill guy i, I wish i was in this movie yeah, I would do it. If someone asked me, I'm a musician. If someone asked me to play like a one second role in a horror movie, I would just because I like scary movies. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, I think I want Why you. Not? I think I, I want you to be in my movie for like one second. What part? Um, I'll 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 talk about it when we're not recording. Ugh, I want to know. But I think it's a good part. But it's like about the same length of time as that. I get a cameo. 
It'll be my first Chris Isaac cameo. Chris is there. He's somewhere in here. Yeah, he's too. somewhere. He's one of these people. There's another scene him? of him. No. Nope. That's yeah. him. That's Chris Isaac right there. I think we're a little out of sync. When I said that's him, I'm pretty sure that was him. Okay, guys. Oh. You said okay, guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think you know oh, who it what is. is it? You got a freaking selfie stick here. <laughs> these kids and their technology. See, this mm. is what I thought the stunt was. No, because he's just lying I, there. You don't. You don't. Yeah, see him jump you don't down. see him fall. I guess. Okay. Then, but it has not happened yet. The stunt has not. There he happened is, Chris yet. Isaac. Oh, look at him. Whoa. He's got a few lines. We need him alive. This is yeah. I wonder if they actually do this, like shoot someone in the leg to see if they're really dead or just faking it. <laughs> if they're really dead or just faking, I don't know. It's smart. That's yeah. There he is. Okay. <laughs> He's got a lot of lines. He's go, so Chris. excited. He's good He's... in this. Do you know who he is? Like as a person? Carl? No. You gotta know his most favorite music video. You don't know who he is? No, I don't. I, I, I think I've heard the name, but I don't really know who it is. Wicked Games, the music, the famous music video. <laughs> it's from. It's from. It's, it was popular in like the nineties. I don't. Uh, like around this time when neither of us I'll have you watch it afterwards (laughs) I'll I'll watch it with the model um, yeah I bet you'll know it you'll know the song maybe I don't know a lot of songs you'll put it in one of your movies I don't think he'll know the song I don't I I don't listen to a lot of different I kind of only listen to like Weezer and show tunes yeah he listens to a lot of musical theater He's good though. Ugh, this part nasty. Yeah, Lula's waking up. Wait, which or part not. is nasty? A face. Oh. Wait, I wasn't. I wasn't looking at the screen. I was looking he at like, you guys. He, see, happened. this character is way bigger in the book, which I have right here. Ooh, there it is. You yeah. Should be reading along. I just, I just realized it was right next to me. Was that a coincidence that it's there? I think I got it out because I like was trying to get her to take it home. I've done that before. One time I was watching Shutter Island and I had the book. And I was trying to like read along with the book when the movie was on. That didn't I don't really think work. You can do that. <laughs> no, it did not really work. You have to be like the world's fastest reader. Yeah. Speaking of reading and writing and scripts. Apparently, the first draft of that Ted Talley writ wrote of the script is like eighty-five percent of what's in the movie, which is like the first draft. Like yeah. they add in more. No, it's no that what? they they changed oh. so little from the first draft that he wrote. Got it. Which is kind of crazy. It, like for reference, the first draft of the movie I'm writing right now is like zero percent of what the current draft is i love this too they do the same thing with the close-ups in a second straight on and then in this part of the movie initially right after this there was a whole sequence where she and crawford went to the head of the fbi and they were talking about um how buffalo bill must have like known this person etc 
and then Crawford got like taken off the case and then Clarice got suspended and kicked out of training camp yeah and that... there, there was a big scene where wait is it was that all in the book I think so he knew her. she has to like choose between staying on track in school and the case right so that that was all in the movie and then it then it cut to this scene where she's going over to buffalo bill's place yeah he but knew then, her no she's going she's not she's she thinks she's oh, going to frederica's yeah, place and yeah. her and um and you're right he knew her and in the book see this is the part in the book where they talk about how sad how sad and lonely she was before she died because she's fat <laughs> like right so. So they had all I'm that in the movie, but then didn't include that. They they showed it at like a screening, like pretty close before the movie came out, and then William Goldman, who wrote like The Princess Bride and is like one of the best screenwriters, he like called up Jonathan Demi and was like, I think you should cut that sequence and it can get into the third act a lot quicker and then he said he went into the cutting room and cut it out and then watching it was like magic that it was so much better. Yeah. So there you go less is more that makes sense agreed i don't think you need all that it's just extra stress this movie is already high stakes yeah stressful enough as it is so this is um the girl's house yeah one of the other the victim. she's the first one they think the first one that they know of who was weighted down in the river uh-huh And yeah, so Frederica went to do an interview and never came home. So we'll check out her bedroom. So as we said before, this movie won the big five Oscars, one of three movies ever to do it. But not the Golden Globes. It only won one Golden Globe. Can you guess wow. what it was? Uh, actor? A- actress. Who was best actress in a drama? Jodie Asker. Wow. Nick She's... Nolte in Prince of Tides, the Barbara Streisand movie, won best actor. Thelma and Louise won best screenplay. Oliver Stone for JFK won best director. And then Bugsy won best drama. What is that? Some movie that no one even cares about. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I know it was directed. It was directed by some guy who, then when like Warren Beatty, right? No. Who I, was Warren Beatty? No, Bugsy. Bugsy. Not uh, the actor. Oh, I don't know, but I know the the director. I'm like ninety percent sure is a guy who like when the Me Too stuff started coming out, it came out that he had like raped like a hundred people. I was wrong. It was the writer, not the director. Please don't sue me. <laughs> Different guy, That's not cool. Weinstein. Yeah, I'm teasing. There's a few. Oh, I had one of those boxes. I did too. Not exactly like that, but I I didn't. You didn't? I didn't have. The, I think my sister did though, like a ballerina twirling music box. See, this happens. This part in the book, the same thing happens, but it's with. Catherine. She's going through Catherine's room and she finds a bunch of mm-hmm. nudie nude photos of her that she hid in a music music box because then the senator gets mad and is like, eh, you're snooping through my daughter's stuff. 
I feel like that is like more interesting than this person that we don't really know about in the movie. I know. Me too. Because this I don't know person why we who, care that she took nude photos. Is, it was also like part more part of the plot in. Yeah. The other one, I don't know. And it further like motivated her to like find Catherine because it like humanized her more. I was like, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. That's weird though to find something like that that belongs to a dead person. Oh yeah. That nobody probably ever found before, and she just put it back. You know, I don't know. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. It's like one of those things where, like, here's the moment though, you, um, where she gets it. Ooh, yeah. Yep. So he see she sees um, a dress cut with like a pattern. That's like a similar pattern that was cut out of the body, right? Yeah. Crazy. He's making a woman suit. Yep. Wow. I would not want a woman suit. Did your lights just go out? You wouldn't. My lights? No. Yeah. I just saw it. It nope. looked like the lights just turned off. Mm, they're on. That's weird. I don't know. I don't know what I saw. Maybe I'm losing my mind. Maybe it's a ghost. Oh my god. In this episode, I'm haunted. Yep. Uh-oh. Well, this might be the last episode then, guys. If I become haunted. Or maybe that'd be good. That'd be good for the show. I think it'd be good good for the show. Get someone who's haunted. Although we've decided Wait, who's that if replacing, I... If you die, who's replacing you again? Uh, you said that if I die, Jonah Hill is going to replace me. That's right. I don't know why. That was just the first name I thought of. He might be hard to get. Should have a backup, maybe. Yeah, who's the Anthony backup? Hopkins. Okay, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. He would be good on this. Let's get Anthony Hopkins on the podcast to talk about. Yeah, um, that'd be great. And Baron Trump is next. <laughs> so okay. my list goes goes Jonah Hill, Anthony Hopkins, and Baron Trump for your replacement. This girl's a smart cookie. Yeah. Come on, precious. She does this in the book, too. I love... See, this is the other spot with the music. Right. He's dancing. Mm-hmm. Like crying game. I haven't seen that, but I think my dad likes that movie. Crying game? Yeah. Yeah, you gotta watch that. This reminds me of Crying Game. What is that? My typical Tuesday night, am I right? No, I was asking what crying game is. Yeah, and I'm saying that um that's my typical Tuesday night. You the crying game. Got it. I thought you meant this was your typical Tuesday night, getting dressed no, up in your skin suit. This is a this is a Friday. Activity after work. <laughs> Unwind in your skin suit. This shot of the nipple, apparently that's the shot that like made audiences like scream the mo- most that yeah, they were the icky. most disturbed by. And that's a prosthetic. I don't nipple. like it. Really? Yeah. Oh. You probably don't have to hold that anymore because now if it won't pause if it falls out because it's not an AirPod. Okay. Yes. There we go. 
Ted Levine. Uh, do you watch Monk? No. no. I've heard it's good, though. My family is really big into Monk, especially when I was younger. And Ted Levine, who plays Buffalo <laughs> Bill here, plays the police detective and Monk Stottlemyre. So then when I saw this movie, it's just like, oh, it's St- it's Detective Stottlemyre. <laughs> So whenever he's in anything else, I can't really um, imagine him as anyone except for Stottlemyre, especially because he has yeah. a very like distinct voice. His voice is so scary, though. Yeah, he's like, oh. Does he oh. say "fuck me" hard? Is that what he's saying? He said, "I'd fuck me." Oh, because that's what they also s- cut out of. Like they cut this whole thing out of the YouTube version. That all this is right. not in there. Not really. Yeah, good thing you're not watching that because it would have been way out of sync if you're cutting yeah. all this stuff out. But yeah, he's got some cool moves. He's a pretty good uh, dancer. Who's this actor? I've never even. Who's he? What's his name again? Ted Levine. Oh, okay. I see his name, but I've never really paid attention to like his name. Uh, yeah, I only know him from from Monk. Sexy. I kind of want nipple from piercings. <laughs> from Monk, the TV show, and this. He's from Monk. Yeah, that's what that? we were just talking about. Oh, I was but, watching the yeah. movies. <laughs> no, I was fine. watching. Have places? you seen Monk? Mm-mm. I haven't. I hear a lot about it, though. I think you guys would like Monk. It's a good show. Tyler's really into it. Wait, I like her for some reason. I like her hair. Yeah, she's got cool hair. She seems cool. She seems like she goes to NYU. <laughs> she definitely does. What's her major? She's in Gallatin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, studio art. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. James James Gum. Oh, we should talk about James Gum. It's like the best character name of all time. James Gum. Yeah. Jame In the book, Gum. he gets super pissed off when um people call him James, and the whole reason his name is James is because it was a mess up on his birth certificate. Really? That's I. It's supposed to be James. So yeah. I wish they put that in the movie. That'd be funny. Him getting mad at someone calling him James. It's James. That's that's like that sounds like an SNL skit. <laughs> it's James. Someone's name. It's yeah. James, not James. The <laughs> singular James. <laughs> Do you think any um people have named Ew. their kids James after this? Ew, no. See, I want the moth tattooed on me. I haven't had Ooh. any other ideas so far. This what if um you get a tattoo of the nipple piercing? No. <laughs> the nipple and the piercing I get tattooed yeah. on me. <laughs> like on your elbow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This scene right here, this is like the film school like editing clip that they show you to teach you about parallel editing. Oh, really? Like, yeah, cuz it's like simultaneous action. She's so action. smart. She's so smart. Simultaneous action happening in two different places at the same time. They cut back and forth. And in here, you think it's in the same place. Yeah. But then it turns out that they're in different places. Mm-hmm. And then when I was in this class, sight and sound filmmaking, I, like, did a film that's that was, like, kind of like this, where it was, like, two things happening in different places. I remember and that. And 
yeah it was kind of similar to that and i thought i was like so proud of it i was like oh yeah i did this like this would be so cool and the day we showed them in class before we showed them our teacher showed this scene and i was like oh man everyone's gonna think i copied this scene yeah but, but yours is was, different yeah it's kind of different but in the moment i was like oh no <laughs> i was like they stole my idea is that a swastika in his blanket no yeah probably he has a lot of really like, he has a lot of like nazi stuff in here i'm not like a lot he has some nazi stuff in like american flags all up and That's, i think yeah. jonathan demi was talking about how we make some kind of connection between like extreme like patriotism and like nazism weird this is the big thing that like, crazy yeah. crazy doorbell so I this know. initially was just like some person's house this is so why was there such a weird doorbell? It's not just like a weird yeah. Buffalo Bill thing. Oh my God, it's her. It's not the FBI. Yeah. What? Yep. Yeah. Oh, so good. Oh, this is like almost exactly Did you like see it? the book. Did you see it? Did I see what? The stunt? Is it him jumping through the window? The man jumping through the window. That's that the one the stunt. stunt. We, I never would That's have remembered the one that. Stunt. A man, uh, FBI guy just crashed through the window, and that yeah. was the lone stuntman in this movie. Oh, no. Oh, oh and no. then also... How does okay. he know? This is a plot hole to me. How does he know that she's there? Can anybody answer me that? I don't get that. Um, Maybe... Wait, but maybe she said it when she was on the phone with him, oh, saying, wait. like, oh... She a he's great like big fat made, person. That line... He's made a su- She's a great big fat person. I think about that all the time. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> she's a great big fat person. She's a great big fat person. Uh, I'm going to say that too a lot now. Is she a great big fat person? <laughs> also, wait, we missed it, but right before the FBI people raided the house, one of them had like a mustache, and that was Ted, um, Ted Talley, the screenwriter. Oh, that's cool lots of cameos in this movie and then also wait coming up right here right okay so she's gonna she's looking around uh the house but the camera it kind of moves away from where she's looking like uh, like looking at things on its own and it moves to a painting of a butterfly away from where she's looking it's i'm looking i'm seeing it right yeah, now yeah i see that and that butter I could get that butterfly tattooed. That's too obscure, though. I mean, it's not what you want. The real fans know. But that painting was done by Jonathan Demme's wife. Oh, that's cool. And also, I like... I really like, like, non-motivated camera movements because it feels more like the director is, like, telling you a story. Oh, she sees the moth. See, I need that moth tattooed on me. That's going to be the new tribal tattoo is like everybody's getting the Silence of the Lambs moth. I think you should get the the guy jumping through the window (laughs) and then underneath it, it says the lone stuntman of (laughs) S-O-T-L. 1991. 1991. That's a cool year. It's it's also an anagram. But see, they know at the same time. Oh, yeah. A A palindrome. Palindrome. That's what I mean. Um, oh yeah they know they both realize at the same time whatever 
He like doesn't even think that he could possibly get caught by her. He doesn't even care. I hate him. Yeah. What? What? Why do you hate that guy? <laughs> I don't know. He just like gets do? under my skin a little messy bit. He is. <laughs> I know. This is how my mom thinks I live. <laughs> this is her image of it. <laughs> it's like gross. <laughs> I'm surprised that my recorder has been lasting this long because the batteries were not fully charged. Well, there but you it's, go. It's rolling. I know now that I say that, it's going to die immediately. My old phone never would have lasted this long. But we've been FaceTiming for like two hours. So, Crazy what shout out to my new phone. Do. Love the new phone. Yeah, you can just... We can watch, watch a movie together, oh. not together. Even after you watch, uh, watch us several times, it's still so scary. I know. This is, like, the scariest part of, like, any movie. You can just feel her also, terror. She's so good. You know her what? Breathing. You know why this is so scary? Why? Boom. Look right. Camera moving toward the closed door. Damn, you right. It happens, like, several times in this uh, in this sequence. Also, quick side note, this isn't really She's related so to anything that's happening on screen, but Jonathan Demi initially wanted Sean Connery to play Hannibal Lecter. Weird. As, like, a more commercial option. Ew. And he said that it seemed like every actor in Hollywood wanted to play that role except for Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, I don't see Sean Connery. She's so good. Her Yeah, her breathing. Yeah, her, just her everything. Her, the terror, you can feel her. Her, her adrenaline. Like, uh-huh. And she was saying that... She was so sick of, like, heroes in movies having, like, the steely gaze, like, not yeah. showing fear of anything. No, you would be scared. And, like, the real bravery is not not being scared. It's being scared and, like, doing it anyway and facing You're safe. the danger and the fear. Apparently that always got a big laugh when she said, you're safe now. You're safe. Yeah. <laughs> like, you definitely me. not. No. You could tell she's just like doing her training right now. She's yes. closing all the doors. Yes. The um the comeback of the of the training. Next she's gonna like Buffalo Bill's gonna put up like a big rope ladder as a trap and then she's gonna climb up it really <laughs> easy and flip <laughs> over it. <laughs> Julie me, you fucking bitch. <laughs> I mean, that'd probably be me too. I'd be like, <laughs> "Yeah, why are you leaving? Like, I just got rescued." It. She's losing it. Well, if if it was me, I would have. Um, I would be like, "Okay, take please. your time. I'll wait." wait. Okay. <laughs> if it if it was me, I would have handled the situation myself. You would have just killed Buffalo Bill yourself. Yeah, I would have intervened and I would have killed Buff. I would have gotten out of there and killed Buffalo Bill. I would have climbed <laughs> up the wall like in The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> And then I would have reported him to the appropriate authorities. Yeah. Which I think. What frankly, is this girl doing? She doesn't know what she's she doing. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah, is she, she just, just sitting sit in the pit doing nothing? Exactly. The moths flying Gross. around. Also, so 
um, what's about to come up, I think, I hope it's about to happen because I don't want this to happen so long after I mention it. But when the lights go off and he's talking, or and you see his perspective through the night vision goggles, there's a part where you can, like, tell that when they shot it, they shot it in normal light because when he raises the gun up to her, it casts a shadow on her. Mm. So you know that's not actually in. Got darkness. it. Yeah, that's smart. I never. That's so gross. That. that that's who is that? Body in the tub. That's the woman whose house this is. Who like hired oh. him to do something? That's like really gross. It's just so like a body tub. <laughs> yeah, this you can see. There's like shadows on the wall from her and the gun and everything. She does a good job of pretending what? like she's in the dark, though. Yeah, this. Like I yeah. would, but she looks Very like she can't yeah. see. She she said that she felt very stupid doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. No thanks. That must be so weird to act. Because she's shaking. I mean, I, she's just incredible. So believable. And then also when they're when they're filming this, and then what? is about to happen where she shoots buffalo bill and then like you know when that happens they said that they couldn't figure out how to justify the lights coming back on after she shoots him and that like some person on the set suggested what if when she shoots she shoots out a window and then light comes in through the window yeah and they said that they suggested that literally 20 minutes before they shot this scene wow Look, she's, oh my god. So scary. I would be scared filming this. Yeah. yeah. Even just pretending like I couldn't see. And then he's, see. she knows he's right behind her and she still doesn't, I mean, it's just. And that, yeah. And then we she hears clicks it. the gun. Bah, bah, bah. Her, right away. Yeah. There we go. Buffalo Bill getting his old comeuppance. Give him more. Getting shot. Shoot him. Oh, I thought you were against capital punishment. Well, when it's a woman shooting a man for being <laughs> bad to women, I can make an exception. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> what Dude. RBG Also, she to. had to. Yeah. I feel like RBG was, liked this yeah. movie. I don't know why. Definitely. Definitely. Nice little. The window streaming. American flag. Butterfly little thing. There you go. That guy, Jack Crawford, he looks like Guy Pierce, I think. A little bit, yeah. I was thinking that, but like a kind of older Guy Pierce. She keeps the dog. In the book, she keeps the dog, too. I love that. She needs to. That dog's a star. Because she, like, starts caring for the dog in order to, like, forget about... Yeah. Like, in that Mm. moment, to forget about her own, like, danger. That's like in John Wick, where his dying wife gives him the dog, so he has something to love after she dies. Oh, I haven't seen that, but that's sad. But then the dog gets killed. Hey, spoilers. Oh, look at her. She looks so good in her suit. See, that's her roommate. 
He's like, now marry me. This is just like the end of Legally Blonde. I know. <laughs> Except she makes a speech and she goes, "We did it." <laughs> I wish they, I wish they had that. In this. Yeah. It should be like at the end of the Legally Blonde musical, where like the friend like turns to the audience and starts singing about what's gonna happen next to all the characters. Yeah. Ooh. Exactly. What? The, the next phone call. Girl. Yeah. I love, honestly, their suits with the shoulder pads. Early 90s, like, women's suits, I kind of think are it. Should bring it back. Yeah, if I were being sworn in as vice president, I would have worn something like that. The mark on her cheek. The handshake. See, spicy. Yeah. See, they're being shipped. They set them up to get together. Especially because he has a dead Actually, wife. Um, Jonathan Demi talked about that shot. He said that he gets asked a lot about why there was such an emphasis on that <gasps> handshake and the close-up. <gasps> and he said fly that on he his does head. Not Look, it's know. Mike Pence. Is there a fly? <laughs> There's a fly on his head. There was. Did you read about that shot? Was that by chance, or did they want it? The fly. They did not say anything about the fly. Oh. Not that I know of. But um. This world is more interesting with you in it. See, ooh, hot. When they were filming this, um, the shot of Clarice talking on the phone, Anthony Hopkins was on another set of a different movie. So he was recording his lines there. Do you know where he was when he recorded them? When he recorded these lines? These lines, yeah. Well, he's on set for another movie, like Cuba or something? Haiti? Utah. Utah? This is not Utah. Yeah. No, not not this, but just um, it, when it's Clarice's shot and they had him call in to talk to her. To oh, give he was in Utah when lines. he got it. Wow. Doing another movie or? Yeah. That's crazy. My dad was this for Halloween. Yeah. This Hannibal Lecter. Really? A couple years ago. That's a good, yeah. That should be your tattoo. Him walking away in the suit. Yeah. Following Chilton. It's like hat. Yeah, he is following. So he's going to kill him and eat him. I didn't realize it was Chilton. I think I just got that. You did? I'm having an old oh, friend for dinner. He's going to eat him. I never knew that. Yeah. yeah, I hate that guy. Kill him. Good. I don't care. You never saw that? I think maybe last time I did, I just forgot. Jonathan did- Demi. There we go. Now I'm just looking through my notes to make sure I mentioned everything. Did I say that in one of the bloopers, it's Anthony Hopkins doing a scene as Rocky Balboa? No. What? Oh he's like really? Do, he's like doing the Rocky voice. It's like one of the scenes, like where I think it's when he kills the two guards. He's like, oh, he's like talking about like Rocky. That's funny. It's pretty funny. Darling well, has precious. There you go, Darla has precious. Sorry. That's so funny. Well, there you go. Well, so good movie. Love it. Never gets great. old. It's a great a movie. movie. Chris Isaac. Yep. SWAT commander. Hell yeah. Yeah. So what? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I have one one story I wanted to say. So Jodie Foster talked about, she said that he, she and Anthony Hopkins did not really talk much when during the making of the movie. And the only time that they met before shooting was at a table reading. And Foster, she got in late. 
so she couldn't really talk to him beforehand and during the reading he like his performance scared her so much that she didn't talk to him afterwards <laughs> and then they just shot the movie and they did not really speak at all except when they're shooting their scenes then on the last day of shooting i think she, like she didn't really want to talk to him because she was like scared of him because of the performance so much yeah and then on the last day of shooting, they were sitting across from each other, like eating lunch. And Jodie Foster says, she was like, oh, you know, we haven't really talked. We should, you should talk, but um, I've just been so scared of you. And Anthony Hopkins says, well, oh, I haven't talked to you because I was so scared of you. <laughs> and she, Jodie Foster. She's like, why are you scared? <laughs> and she was just like, I have no idea why you were scared of me. <laughs> yeah, she had reason to be. Yeah. For sure. Oh, and then also, wait, in, like, one of the deleted scenes, there's a scene of, there's a take of Anthony Hopkins in the scene where he's talking about Buffalo Bill, where he's, like, he wasn't born a criminal, he was made one through years of systematic abuse, and, like, that, he does the whole monologue, and then at the end, you hear Jonathan Demme call cut, and he goes, all right, super duper 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 duper. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Well. A lot of, a lot of good stuff there. That's okay. A great movie. So what is um what are your guys' ratings for the movie? Okay, so here's what you have to do at the end. We all give it a rating, okay? But the way I do my rating, and you get to pick your own way that you want to do it. But the way I do it is I pick something from the movie. In this case, I'm going to say skinny, pasty white wrists. Okay. <laughs> and that that's my thing from the movie because I mentioned that earlier. And I'm going to say I give it 10 skinny pasty white wrists out of 10 and so you can pick whatever you want but carl's way he does it is I, he, yeah i do it. it like my rating is the word common scaries like if it's bad it just gets a k- but if it's really good it gets a full common scaries and then like commons if it's like okay yeah so i would definitely give this a full common scaries so just pick like out of whatever like how you want to rate it um hmm i would give it 10 chris isaacs <laughs> 10 chris isaacs you heard it here <laughs> there we go. That was perfect, perfect scores all around <laughs> yeah Great we all film, gave it a, a ten. very worthy actually hold on i'm gonna look to see what it beat for best picture um best picture 19 yeah if there ever was a movie that deserved a 10 it's this one virginia so i am looking right now at the oscars this is bahamas yeah website show me the long shot category of best picture is there like an archive that you can look at i'm looking right now okay so silence of the lambs one it beat beauty and the beast the first what? animated film nominated for Best Picture. Oh, weird. Bugsy, JFK, and The Prince of Tides. Which, um, Beauty and the Beast, the I think it's pretty good. Too stiff, but... Pretty good, kind of overrated. It definitely didn't have a chance. <laughs> I think Bugsy was the one that people were kind of favoring as, like, the Oscar-y movie. I think that's a little bit more of, like, a prestige thing. Then JFK was pretty controversial because it was, like the it's about like conspiracies about the jfk assassination and like that they're true i feel like they had a pretty good chance and but it is pretty cool like i don't know any other like scary movies that have won 
best picture? None. Absolutely none. None? Is this the only one? Yes. The Exor- I think the only other ones that were nominated were The Exorcist and Get Out. And I think like one or two more, but I don't remember. But this is... But they're never you know. nominated, and it bothers me. Yeah. And like, then also Ari Aster win- movies are so much better than a lot of the things that get nominated, but they won't because they're scary. Yeah. But yet the Academy will buy the flower dress from Midsummer. Oh, let's not even get started on that. I know. It makes me mad. Yeah. And then also was to, auction- like... Was it the movie... What's the one that, the one that won last year? Or two years, the Korean movie. What was... Parasite. I guess Wasn't that's that kind scary? of sort of. It's kind of funny mm, though. It's kind of. And like it's suspenseful. It. Oh, you have to see it. Oh, oh my god, you haven't seen it. It's mm-hmm. so good. Oh, yeah. It's that's quirky. Like one of the best it's suspenseful, but it's it's kind of funny up until the end. <laughs> yeah. I was laughing a lot. Very unique film. It, okay. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. It's really good, and I also think well deserved. But definitely. Well, there you have it. The Silence of the Lambs. Yes. So great. Thank you for And don't listening. be silent when you listen to this podcast. Leave yeah. us a review and a rating on your so podcast true. app of your choosing. So true. Do yeah. not. Hashtag don't be silent. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm here with my mom. She has good stuff coming out soon. So thanks for having yeah. me, you guys. That was really fun. I haven't yep. seen that movie thank for, you for a long time. Does anyone to do this movie with us? Yeah. Would, thank you. Your first person that comes to mind. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yep. Okay. Thanks. Okay. All right. Thank you, everybody. Join us next week for another movie. I'm not going to say what it was because last week I said this week was going to be Creep, which oh. it's clearly not. Well, so I'm, I'm not going to say what the upcoming weeks are because they might change. But you could guess. <laughs> yeah, try to guess. Try to guess what the next movie is. Oh, wait. Did we... Did you tell us what the um the stunt? Yeah, it was the guy. Um, Did I miss wait, it? was I watching the movie? Maybe it's hard. Honestly, wait. I have to practice balancing between watching the movie and also talking I, about yeah, it. Yeah, that was my first time I th- when I got. Uh, I it's lost, hard. It's yeah. it's pretty hard. Honestly, I think that's better. Like for me, watching it on mute, so I don't get like sucked into just watching the movie. It's hard. Like yeah. I was even doing it then too. I just got I really like that. In. Green Inferno, easy. Hated yeah. that movie. So Sinister, easy. Hated that movie. This is hard when you like it. But um yeah. it was wait, can you guess? Um the stunt was Ooh. No. It was the guy jumping through the window when the FBI goes to the wrong house. Oh, yeah. He jumps through the window. Yeah. It's like two seconds. Yeah. I would never notice it yeah. if Carl didn't yeah. point it out. Yeah. That's what he says I should get tattooed on me. Yeah. But I still want them all. Yeah. There's I nothing else comment, good in that movie. I, um, I got way too absorbed at the end. So it's so like, good. Comment on our Instagram post about this and tell us what you think Bria should get a tattoo from this movie of. Yeah. And the comment with the most likes, Bria has to get it. No, I'm not agreeing to that. <laughs> it's too late. We already said it. It's canon. No, I, I you said it, but okay. Uh, or just okay. tell me I should get them For off. For the and record, I'll do it. Bria, Bria one, just reached one like and I'll do it. <laughs> Bria just reached through the screen and she shook my hand, agreeing to what I just said. All right. <laughs> Okay, thank sure. you for joining us. Tune in next week. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. Good night. Bye bye.
I've I have kind of an idea for a funny intro. You have one? Yeah, it's going to be kind of like a call and response thing, but when I do the call, if you guys just like don't respond and don't say anything. Okay. That's the What's bit. the call? You'll, you'll see. Okay. So don't respond. Okay, are you ready? <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> 